Ready? Yes. Oh! Here we go again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. <laughs> down, don't let beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let. Hey, we used to stuff a chicken and a duck and a turkey. Welcome to Final Quarter Hour with the West Coast Neighbors, everyone. I'm your host, Phil Bradford, here as always with my co-host, Hank Pulaski. Hank, how are you on this fine, fine day? Oh, Bill, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm great. I'm just, i over the moon. It's been an incredible season of football, hasn't it, Phil? It really has. We're just past the halfway point. And we just enjoyed a nice Thanksgiving day of football. How'd you feel about all the games on Thanksgiving, Hank? Well, I'm tumescent with delight over the joy of football, of course. Uh, I do have to admit that uh, my wife did open the sherry cabinet <laughs> around my house. Uh, so, unfortunately, I drank my memory of uh, Thursday's games away. Uh, <laughs> I cannot tell you who won. Or what happened? Because I was dr I was drunk off my ass, Phil. I don't know about you, but around my place, I I vomited turkey all over my shag carpeting, and it was everywhere. It was an exciting day. I'm sure that thrilling football was played, and I'm sure the Bears lost. Uh, those are two things I know that probably happened. Uh, so for sure. However, uh, I'm more focused on the future. The future of football being this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> well, Hank, I'm not going to lie. I feel like you getting blackout drunk is something of a Thanksgiving tradition around here. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, my son's birthday. There's no occasion I cannot <laughs> not remember. It's sensational. All right, so we'll just go ahead and skip right on ahead to this weekend's games. What do you think? I should probably have the lineups in front of me. <laughs> I have them here, Phil. All I got right. them all pulled up and ready. Okay, good. Let me tell you, this weekend's batch of games are just so exciting, as they always are every season of the NFL. Uh, the, the, my beloved 49ers are playing the Cardinals at Levi's Stadium, the Pants Stadium, I like to call it, here in Santa Clara, California. It's gorgeous. And may I just say a Merry Christmas season to everybody, because I think the 49ers are going to win. What do you think, Phil? I, I think they got a chance there. They're at home. They're against a bunch of birds. I, what do you think? I think you might have still a little bit of the intoxication problem, Hank, because there is no chance in hell that Arizona is going to lose to San Francisco. Well, let me tell you, one time in 1984 when I was playing in the Niners with Joe Montana, and Montana, we were in the huddle, and Montana turned and he looked at me, and he said, Fuck you. I don't give a shit about your stupid house problems. And I said, Joe, we got to beat the Cardinals. And I think that's going to happen in the cuddle this this Sunday. I think that exact in same the, thing in is going to happen. In the cuddle, Hank? In the, the cuddle. cuddle. That's what we called it back in my day because it's a lot more friendly. These days, the players are hitting their wives and their kids, and it, and it's not called the cuddle anymore. Back in the 80s, me and Joe would, I mean, we touched penises. Uh, it's okay. It's something to not admit to everybody, but we did it. So, you know. Don't judge. I call that one for the Niners. They're going to beat those Cardinals because the Cardinals are rapists. Uh, anyway, across the bay, over the bay, um, the Raiders are playing the Titans. 
That's uh, your your home spizzles there, aren't they, Phil? The uh, the Titans, those guys. I I am a uh, I am a longtime Tennessee Titan fan, and I'm gonna go ahead and give them the edge. I'm just kidding. There's no chance in hell on that one either. Unfortunately, I think the Raiders, who are actually playing like a professional football team this year, are gonna take it. Given the past history I know with the Raiders, I believe that they are going to pin Marcus Mariota the 50 yard line and basically run a prison gang on him. And if you've never been in prison, Phil, let me tell you, a prison gang involves a large amount of lard obtained surreptitiously from the prison kitchens, uh, smeared on the butthole of one uh, Marcus Mariotta, and pretty much you just go to town. You just go to town. Uh, 1987, I was serving three years for cocaine possession. I can tell you, it is not a good time. You'll be shitting bricks for a week afterward. <laughs> it's crazy. I think the Raiders are going to do that to the Titans, and not in a figurative way. And who's going to win the football game? Uh, well, that's definitely going to be the Titans because the Raiders are going to be too busy committing uh, crimes against uh, Marcus Mariota's butthole at the 50-yard line. So I really do think that that is going to be what happens. The Raiders are no team like a prison team that is the Raiders. They are. They are one step away from San Quentin on a daily basis. Fair enough. Tell me, what's your thought on what's going to happen with our beloved princess of the NFL, Mr. Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Oh, oh man. You know, when I look at him, I think they need a princess crown to put upon his fair-haired way and maybe crown his children uh, young princes themselves. For Giselle is truly the queen, I must say. Uh, and I believe they are undefeated, which is incredible. Someone please take these these cheating tards down, for the love of God, please. And I think the Broncos at home in Mile High got a chance to do it. Their trick should be to put marijuana into the Gatorade of the Patriots uh, because Bill Belichick is susceptible. But this is his kryptonite. Cannabis kryptonite is Bill Belichick's only weakness. I know this because I once hotboxed in a car uh, prior to a 1988 game a year after I got out of prison. And uh, I, I got him very high, and he could not coach worth a damn. So uh, I think that's their best call is to just give them an unreasonable amount of marijuana. What are your thoughts, Phil? Broncos, Patriots, who's going to take it? Well, I think if they follow your lead with the Gatorade marijuana scandal that is bound to happen, I think that Denver has a shot. Other than that, I really don't see anybody unseating uh, New England Patriots. I think they're going all the way this year with another undefeated season until they lose in the Super Bowl to the Chicago Bears. That is probably what's going to happen. Yep, you're right. In an alternate timeline <laughs> where Jameis Winston didn't throw five touchdowns last week. Speaking of Jameis Winston, he's playing the Colts this week in Indianapolis. You think there's a repeat in there? They're five and five. Who thought the sucking ears could be less shitty? And they're not. Is it Lovey Smith? Is it Jim Jameis? Is it the kid from the Seminoles who has his way with girls privately? What What is it? What's going on? I think it's a mixture of everything. I think when you get one rapist on there and you pair him with a guy named Lovey, yep. magic is bound to happen. Yeah, for sure. And I think that they are going to uh, take the Colts out behind the proverbial bar uh, and into the bar parking lot and sort of tell them that it's all going to be okay and lower them gracefully and slightly into the backseat of their 1977 Camaro and probably put 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 their penis in some places that'll wind them up doing some time in San Quentin <laughs> in 1987 like I did. San Quentin, isn't that the farm league for the Oakland Raiders? 
Yeah, it sure is. Also, it's a prison that I was in. Uh, the Giants Redskins, who you got there? I feel like the Giants are on a tear and the Redskins are on a downward spiral. So I think that we're going to see the Eli Manning-led New York Giants of football just demolish the incredibly racistly named Washington Redskins. I agree with you on that, and I, I have to see the Redskins complete racist. And I'm a man that only learned recently that the word Negro is not to be said on air. Ah, oh, crap. Yeah, we had a meeting uh, about this, word, Hank. I can't believe you that, bring that, that up. I, I'm sorry. I just, I, did, well, I keep forgetting. Uh, there's a wonderful, what's the word? Um, oh, man, a, a Afro, the Afros. Help me out, Phil. It's the word. African-American, Americans. I'm still getting used to saying that one, I, I, I tell you. Uh, but, uh, no, the the Redskins are – I'm a man that just recently learned that you can't say the, that one word I'm not allowed to say mm. anymore. There's a lot uh, of those words you're not allowed and to I say, think the, And I think the Redskins, they're, they're even more racist than, uh, than some of the folks that live in the South. So I think they got to lose to the Giants. I agree with you entirely. Uh, which moves beyond down. Speaking of South, there's a battle down there. Mm -hmm. Saints-Texans in Houston. Who you got? That's going to be like a clash of the Titans, I tell you. Both teams have really been not performing up to their standards, but occasionally even the blind squirrel finds his nut, and they both have been able to eke out a couple victories here and there. I'm going to give it to Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. But just barely. I gotta say, this is gonna. This is a a, a a a standard of how absolutely far the AFC South has fallen. The Texans are five and five, and they're tied with the Colts for the lead in the that league. <laughs> they're they're fighting for a playoff spot for five and five. That's how terrible the AFC South is. So uh, I think with that on the line, them wanting to win, uh, and the and the Colts already, as we talked earlier. Uh, playing the Buccaneers, who had a great week last week. They might give them a fight. I think they're going to really take it to the Saints. And I think Drew Brees has literally a squirrel and Brandon Cooks to throw to, and the squirrel is usually drunk by halftime. So I think the Saints are going to get their ass kicked by J.J. Watt, who, let me tell you, back in the day, if I had had a chance to block J.J. Watt, I would have gone for the testicles. And I don't understand why people in this league aren't. You just get up in there with your hands and you jam up into his nuts and just pull. You pull. So that's why it was taught to me by the great coach Tom Thibodeau and at, uh, at, at East Pasluxy High in, in Pasluxy, Wisconsin. It, it just, it's how it's done. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. There may nuts. be some reasoning in there as to why Coach Thibodeau is no longer coaching football and is now coaching basketball, if those were the tactics that he employed. Well, it's, it's controversial to be sure, but I really had great results grabbing the testicles of the other players and pulling very hard. A lot of times they would not even be able to tackle the quarterback because I was yanking on their testicles so very hard. Truly uh, an unbeatable strategy. Speaking of unbeatable strategies, Phil. Yes. Steelers Seahawks at home at Century Tell Field where the 12th man will be making an X-factor point. And let's hope they are because Marshawn Lynch sure as shit ain't playing. Would you like me to predict this one first? No, I'm going to take it first. Those Seahawks. I don't think they got it in him to beat Ben Roethlisberger. He's a beautiful man. He's tall and he's bear-like. I feel like if he hugged you, you'd, you'd just lose yourself in that big bear hug. It'd be real good. be like when Dit Buckus used to hug me back in 1986 in San Quentin when we were doing time there for cocaine possession, and he'd hug me real close and say, it's going to be okay, Hank. It's going to be okay. You just you wipe that 
coconut oil off your butthole and you get back out there and take a shower. And Dick, you were right. You were right. You, you okay, Hank? There, it looks like you're tearing up a little I'm bit. I'm good. I'm good. I just had to get that out, and I'm good now. Steelers, Seahawks, who you got? I think that it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers because, as you mentioned, Marshawn Lynch, is uh, he's not in beast mode so much as he's in beat mode right now. <laughs> and, unfortunately, by picking up Jimmy Graham, the Seahawks really uh, just kind of isolated themselves as uh, showing just how shitty they are on the passing offense when they got the number one tight end in the league. And they can't use him dick for Skittles. They sure don't seem to enjoy him there. I, uh, maybe the Saints have – maybe they kept a receipt. They could get a return policy on him. I don't know. But you are correct. They truly are atrociously underused, Jimmy Graham. And now Marshawn Lynch is out. And uh, just uh, the, the one kid – uh, that uh, um, that African American kid they put in there to replace him close. did darn good. It was a near thing. Uh, and uh, you know, I just think that uh, you're right. Uh, I don't think the Seahawks have been as correct as they could have been all year, and I think the Steelers are going to expose them for the the sea birds that they are. Uh, speaking of birds, let's take it over to Monday night, my favorite night: Ravens versus Browns in the Who Gives a Shit Bowl. Because neither one of them is worth crap this year. Who do you think is going to have a less crappy year by winning this? I'll be honest with you. I I give I give so few fucks. I don't even want to make a prediction. That's a fair point. It does not actually matter. Both are are hilariously behind in each one of their divisions. There's no way the Ravens or the Browns are making the playoffs, and it, it is just a useless, pointless game. I would rather spend Monday night jerking off into a rotten log so that a raccoon could lick my jism out later than actually watch this game of football. That is how very bored I am with this. I'd like to ask you, Hank, although I'm afraid of the answer, what's the likelihood that that will become your plan for Monday night? Well, since it was last night, I feel like I probably won't on Monday night. I'll probably go down to the uh, YMCA pool and uh, spend some time putting on floaty wings and floating around pretending that I can swim just so that the pretty lifeguard will touch me because I have not known the touch of a beautiful woman for, oh, 30 years. Probably the last time was when I was doing a stretch in San Quentin and uh, Sally, who uh, was actually a young Filipino named Raphael, uh, used to touch me in my bunk at night while Dick Butkus sang the hits of Marvin Gaye above us. It was truly a wonderful experience and I do miss it. Uh, so that is uh, how I get young women to touch me by pretending I cannot swim at the YMCA pool. I'll probably be doing that on Monday night. Because God knows I won't be watching Josh McCown throw the fucking football around the field and pretend he can play football against the Ravens. I don't even know where to go with that, Hank. I, I, I think we're out of time here, folks. So Are we? We are. We're going to have to go, Hank. Football is happening. It will Football continue to happen. And oh, it's going to keep happening. Just over and over again. Oh, every week. It's so good. It's so great. As long as it ain't the Ravens and the Browns, you're good, folks. Get out there and watch the football. Young men playing a game that God himself invented. Once again, we want to thank all of our lovely listeners for tuning in. This has been Final Quarter Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Phil Bradford. This is Hank Pulaski. Hey! And we'll catch you next time. Love you, folks. Get out there and touch someone. And Raphael, I sent you a letter. Why didn't you write me back?
This has been a Dry Run production.